He is none other than Snoop Dogg. Yeah, I've been bringing a piece of candy for you to look at. You might be able to taste it later, too. <laughs> Will Ferrell. I also ran into John Elway in the bathroom. He could have he given me a forearm shiver there. <laughs> Could have rammed my head. Long snapping expert Adam Carolla. We don't call ourselves long snapping what? expert. What do we We're, call ourselves? You just say black belt. You don't say black belt <laughs> karate expert. Black belt says it all. Matthew Perry. Our casting director said, "What about Nick Jonas? He's a pretty good actor." And I said, "Okay, great. Someone tell me who he is." <laughs> I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Presented by Papa John's, here's your host, Rich Eisen. Welcome to the latest edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast, presented by Papa John's. We are so close to the draft, we can taste it, and we will talk about the NFL draft at length on this program, not only with Dan Patrick, the host of Sunday Night Football, on NBC and also the popular Dan Patrick radio program on Coast to Coast, also on DirecTV Channel 101. We'll also talk about the draft with the producer of NFL Network's draft coverage, Charlie Yoke. Yeah. Will join us on what? the podcast. Yes, Charlie, Charlie Yoke will join us on the podcast. We love time. Karen Henderson. As, as himself. As himself. And the, <laughs> the, some of the, the voices you hear know Charlie because Charlie is also the producer of the Emmy Award nominated oh. NFL Game Day Morning. And some of the people here on the set to kick off my podcast on that show. Michael Irvin, welcome to the Rich Eisen Podcast for the first time, I believe. This it is, first, Rich. Is Thank time. you for I'll having me, Michael. I'll did, be you knew, did you know that Rich had a podcast? No, oh, boy. Yeah, I've heard know. about it. Marshall, Marshall <laughs> Falk, good right. to have you back on the podcast. Know. I did not know. Steve Mariucci, good to have you back on the podcast. I love podcasting with you. Good to see you. All right. Good to, you've never done it in person. I had you phone in to, to, was a phoner, to yeah. talk about podcast or podcast. Pod, oh. pod, it? And Kurt Warner. Checking. Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner, future Hall of Famer, Kurt Warner. Good to have you back. Ooh, I didn't podcast. say that. I did. I can say <laughs> these things. I can say these things. We're talking about the schedule because that's how we're going to start this this program. Schedule. We just finished. We just finished a two-hour schedule release show on so NFL well Network, saturated. and then we flipped on the microphones for the podcast. We we we've been massaging this. Saturated. We've been looking at it. We have the schedules in front of us. Um, the first first order of business with the schedule. Can, can I just say this? Uh, yes, the Giants. They got holes. The Giants got holes. <laughs> I'm so glad. That's because I heard that one. somewhere before. Did we hear that somewhere Whoever before? made yeah, the schedule, whoever made the schedule must be a Jet fan. And, and, uh, it, I'll listen. tell you the job. If you're taking a look, and wow. it's the best way to describe whether a schedule is tough or not, I guess, is the, the one metric that there is, even though you could throw it out the window because you never know on any given Sunday and from year to year. But you take a look at the opposing win and loss record of your opponents – and the Giants are way down on the list. They are in the they they have an easier schedule compared to no. let's say the Panthers and the Bills. I, I hear you have but, the but, toughest but schedule. I, compared I, I to believe is when you play those yeah. teams, and if you look at their block of when they play those teams, mm-hmm. uh, it's just uh, that 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 stretch after their bye, it is unbelievable. Well, because we don't have the benefit of graphics on a podcast, I'll, I'll read well, it out. Well, let's just yeah, I'll read it out. Read, read, read them, Rich. I'll read, read it out. Be, 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 the host, be the host of your podcast. Niners, Eagles, Saints, Packers, Cowboys, Redskins, Jets, Cowboys. That is 
ugly, Rich. You, you can go through them slower so the people can well, hear. No, it starts at the Washington Redskins. That's how they start the season. They're home for the Rams. They're at the Eagles, at the Cardinals, home for Seattle and Buffalo. Now, they get through that. Now, okay, here then there's the bye. That's fine. Then you take a deep breath. Now, here it Well, comes. they're home for the Dolphins. and okay. that, that, So, that's three straight home games with the bye. They're, they're going to be home starts. basically from the minute they come back from Arizona all the way to the point where they have to go to New England. That's not a big travel, but that's the, Rich, that's the stretch that you're I, talking about. I, I'll say this. If you flip-flop the first five games and the last five games because the Giants always come out fast. I'd say, you know what, this is, good. This is a good schedule mm-hmm. for the Giants. But those last games, I mean, when, after the bye, it, it is just yeah. – that's unbelievable. Hey, hey, Coach out. brought up a great point. That is unbelievable. That is unbelievable. Here we go. Here we go. Miami, that's always a tough game mm-hmm. whenever you're playing the Dolphins. Um, now, at New England, you got to travel to the 49ers. You have the Eagles. That, that okay? We, we already we always tough. know. Now you have to go see the Saints on Monday night. Yep. E- Eli, you know it, you're from New Orleans. It's your birthplace. Hopefully, it's not your birthday. Um, <laughs> now you have the World Champs. You got the Green Bay Packers in a short week at Dallas. Now the Redskins and the Giants games, regardless of what the talent they level is, they, they are always hard. a hard game. Hard. And guess what? You got Jets. Now you week have to face the Jets. The Jets. Right there. Week 16. That is Actually, man. And you finish up with the Cowboys. And finish up. And get this now, Marshall, because we talked about this. Coach talked about this. How scary this is when you have this many division opponents piled up in one spot. You get anywhere around this spot and lose your quarterback. That's it for your, your division chance. That's it. You, you, mess, you got Dallas, Washington, and Jets, and then the Cowboys again. You, if you lose anybody very important in there, that's three losses on your, on your division. That, that's a tough one. As, as a quarterback, when you look at that, 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 that last stretch of the season, I mean, I, I, I know I'm not trying to see any Ryan – or two Ryans back to back, they're going to share information on you. That's that. that oh, you know, that, that's, they going to, they're going to share information on you. And you can't I mean, change think about that much. You got it from and, you got a Saturday and then turn around that Monday. Yeah, you, and Tom Coughlin's noted for having very physical training camps and a lot of padded practices. He's got he knows this. He's got to make sure he doesn't wear his team down. They have got to stay fresh for the last two months of this season somehow. And it's not his nature. He likes to work them hard. Tom Coughlin has got to keep his team fresh yeah. because that's brutal. When you look at six of the seven are NFC teams. So when you look at that and you understand the playoff implications that every time you lose, you're losing on the whole pack. And that's what I look at. You're not playing an AFC where you lose. The other NFC team can lose. These teams are playoff caliber teams down the stretch. The Eagles, the Saints, the Packers, Cowboys, the Jets. You know, so you can be losing a couple games in there if you lose to one of these teams, which becomes so important down the stretch when one or two games, as we right. saw last year, all those teams bunched at 10 and 6, only one gets in. Right. They become so Absolutely. important down the stretch, and you can lose a big game because they're all NFC teams. And what about Kurt playing with that fear and that sense of urgency? Because even though you were 10 and 6 the previous year, you did not make the playoffs. Yeah. And we heard, we've heard the rumblings about how much longer does Coughlin have. Two seasons in New York without getting the playoffs. While the Jets went all the way to the AFC Championship game, dangerous and scary if you are a giant. Mm -hmm. You must get this thing fixed, and that schedule doesn't necessarily help. Yeah, the Rob Ryan is the new defensive coordinator for Dallas. He sees the Giants on the 11th, and then 13 days later, Rex sees him. So they they can call (laughs) another. And then after that, it's Rob Ryan coming into the the new Meadowlands back-to-back. Kurt, you made this point on our show about the way the Rams – Start off because, you know, the Rams have a lot of uh, optimism based yeah. on what Sam Bradford did in his rookie year. 
They've got a new offensive coordinator that a lot of people think will do wonders to help improve Sam Bradford in the second year. But you take a look at their schedule. <laughs> well, yeah, I think you smokes. come into this season, you know, after last year in the one game and all the high hopes with Sam Bradford and the rest of that team, the young team. And I think before the schedule comes out, I think most people are going to say, who's going to win the NFC West? I think they're going to say the St. Louis Rams Mm -hmm. because they're up and coming. They've got all the pieces that they feel in place, especially in the NFC West. You talk about who's the quarterback. They've got the quarterback. In that division, they're really the only team that has a quarterback. So they've got the quarterback. But come on, Rich. Philadelphia Eagles, New York Giants, Baltimore Ravens, then maybe a little bit of a breath with the Washington Redskins in your bye, and then you come back with the Packers at Green Green Bay, Bay, at Dallas, and then the New Orleans Saints. those first seven games. Here's, here's what I like about it, though. Because of Steve Spagnolo and his familiarity with the NFC East, those teams, they haven't changed much. He's a head coach mm-hmm. now. And the things that he did as a defensive coordinator, wow. you add to that as a head coach. Now, right. the input that he can give his defensive coordinator about those teams, this is how we beat those guys. Most of those guys are the same, except for Philadelphia Eagles with with Michael Vick. But they're still doing some of the same stuff. Maybe trying to stretch the field vertically a little bit more. They have to play the NFC. They have to play the NFC East. I understand. But they don't have to play three of the first four games against the East with the Ravens mixed yeah. in. I mean, yeah. that's before they're by. That could be bye-bye. This is a prime example who does well in scheming the East offenses. You're looking at this front run here, the Eagle Giants and the Ravens. Think about the style of those defenses going towards your second-year quarterback. You can mess up if you don't be if you're not careful and keep Sam Bradford clean, which is going to be very difficult up at these first three games. You can mess around and not have him. And the thing you look at with that when you say that is the Rams. The one thing they lack is explosiveness. So you say when you see these defenses, you can come after Sam Bradford because you don't worry that they're going to get two, three, four big plays on you. You can come after him and hit him because they don't have that potential right now to score a lot of points. And you look at those teams early, teams that can score a lot of points. I worry about this young team against against that start of the schedule. I would be weary if I was a defense or defensive coordinator, especially at one of these powerhouses, and I look at Sam Bradford's film from last year because what he learned last year – you take that under your belt. Think about the second-year quarterback. The middle of the season is when he starts to struggle because he's made his adjustments. He's worked on these things. They're preparing for the film from last year. He's a much better quarterback than last year. And he has a then once they, Then once they make their adjustments, that's when they get him. The offensive coordinator, I, and, and I talked to Sam, he said, listen, yeah. Josh did a great job at coming in and learning our terminology. He's, he's, he's mixed some stuff in that he likes to do with our terminology right. so I can stay in the same right. system. And I talked to Sam, who, like you said, and, and he's excited about yes. the possibility of expanding that offense. Yes. And I think that might be one advantage they have early is that these teams are going to come in and expect to see what, what they, they saw last, last year. year right. Now a different offense. I think Sam's obviously more comfortable. If they can get him a couple weapons on the outside, that may be the one salvation they have early. Is they're not going to know what they're going to see early in this and may be able to confuse them. And there's, there's no Randy defense. Moss or no Wes Welker out there, but if Josh McDaniels was able to do what he did with Matt Castle, with Matt Castle, I knew you were going there. listen, <laughs> Sam Bradford right. is an extremely accurate passer. I'm, I'm looking at some other schedules um, just to throw some things out there. San Diego, notoriously slow starting team. Start. Three out of the first four games are at home, but they do then have three straight games on the road at Denver, at the Jets, at the Kansas City Chiefs with the bye mixed in. That said, if you got to go to New England, Denver, New York, and Kansas City, 
and you get them all out of the way before you're no, it's November and you're from the West Coast. This sets up pretty well, don't you think? Yeah, you, you know what? It's, they're better off than they were a year ago. They were started off two and three again. Norv starts off two and three, and he finishes strong. <laughs> well, typically. if he does that this year, he's but, in trouble because well, they got home games. But you got Vincent Jackson, you got Marcus McNeil. They signed Bob Sanders. Hopefully, they're healthier and their players are participating, right. so they can get off to a better start. Beat the Vikings at home in the opener, and always then, play. Yeah, the Patriots pretty tough. And I think I, they'll do that. How about how about uh, the uh, the Week One schedule? We're all going to obviously talk about the way the season starts, which is the two, two, last two. Super Bowl champs, Green Bay and New Orleans, the Sunday night game, Jets and Cowboys, Rob Ryan, Rex Ryan matching wits, the Monday night doubleheader, you've got two division games, you've got the Dolphins and the Patriots, you've got the Raiders and the Broncos, all of those games, they're super, lurking deep below all of that though, Pittsburgh, and Baltimore. Rich, I love how the National Football League, they they take the two Super Bowl teams, and then we're going to say, we're going to give you the toughest game you can have to start off next season, Mm -hmm. and let's see how good you are. They give the Packers, the Saints, the two defending, you know, back-to-back Super Bowl, and they give the Steelers, the Ravens. I mean, we will find out how good they are. You know, they could both get humbled in their first game. This is why we need to have football Week one. This is why yep. we need to have yep. football. I mean, you just named it. We're not going to have those football? games. All those things going on. No, that's We're, it. You we're know, not going to have football. Send it to the commissioner. Send it, send it's it also 9/11. We got to have football. It's also the 10th anniversary of 9/11. The yeah. Giants and the Redskins are playing one another because there was a lot of rumor that the Jet, you know, when the Giants and the Jets would play this year, that that would Cowboys be a perfect, you know, uh, way to honor the fallen of 9-11 to have the two in the year. But let's not forget the Pentagon was also hit that day, too. So it's the Giants and the Redskins. Uh, you know, I mean, how, 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 how could there be no football in week one? I guess and that's another to. question I guess I want to bring up to you guys, too. The mere fact that we had a two-hour schedule release show that we're leaving this podcast with this stuff. Is that is there is it, does this ring hollow in any way that we're in a lockout and we're talking about this? You know what, Rich? Listen, for the last couple of hours, oh, Rich, yeah. we got a chance to get back to what we do around here. Just have fun talking football and not talking about what's going on in a room where a bunch of people are trying to figure out how to divide about ten billion dollars. I enjoy getting back to talking that's about what everybody football. enjoys this. You know, our country right. is about get football. They love football, football twenty four seven. That's what makes this exciting. Is that it puts that taste back in their mouth. They're going to get excited about it. I think it's going to get you know coaches and players and owners excited about what this great game is that we the have. And they need to get back to it. it. I, I think figure we need it out. to uh, and share this. I mean, I, I, I've said this a lot, and I haven't been here make comment much on the whole holdout thing or, or lockout thing. But think about this. I don't mind. I can work. I bust my butt Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. As long as you give me Saturday with my boys at the park and Sunday watching football. Now, without Sunday, don't expect me to go to work and have a real good situation on Monday. I don't have. I'm not looking forward. I'm not looking forward to work on Monday. When I have Sunday football, I'm looking forward to work on Monday because I want to meet the guy at the, at the, at the, at the little water cup and tell him I beat you. Yeah, I beat right. you, dog. I got you yesterday. That's the only the way we make cup. the workforce worth anything on Monday. I agree with you, uh, Kurt. Uh, Kurt, I've been on, told you've got, you've got a flight to catch, so you've got to go. All right, Kurt. Water Thanks, guys. It was Thank fun. You. That's Kurt. Nice Water. Water. Kurt. I want Finally. to continue on with you three guys because none of us have a flight to catch. It. Good to see you. That's Kurt Warner. Uh, what do you think of the Cowboys schedule, Michael? I love the start. They have a schedule. Yes, they have a schedule. Do they? I, I love the start of the schedule because it starts with 
America's team going oh, to New York. The symbolic, just the, the love in that. It's just America's team going to New York for a Sunday night showdown opening Jets. on 9-11. That's beautiful right there. Absolutely love that. I think the Cowboys, yeah, it ain't just to see. Really looking forward to see it. Hopefully he gets it. A full training camp with Jason Garrett implementing oh, his no. style and seeing how that affects the Cowboys early on, Rich. Well, I want to see a turn training camp with Jason Garrett just so I could see the Martellus-Bennett quarterback uh, competition. <laughs> you're, 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 did you miss no, that one, Steve? I must have missed it. What? Martellus-Bennett started talking yeah. about how great Kitna was and, yeah. uh, and that Romo deserves some competition from Kitna. Training camp. Okay, that's fine. Kitten's great and everything, but Tony's going to be the starter and Kitten will be ready to go and let's play ball. But you know what? You're looking Why? at that. They started slow last year, right? One and seven, Mike. No, 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 no. Why? Why can't we have competition at the quarterback position? Is it because of the money that he's making? It's typically, there should be in some cases. There should no, I don't be, want to know what it should. Answer there, my question. Why can't there be competition at the quarterback position? Because if, you're, solid, because if you're a solid starter they can't handle competition? If you're Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or those kind of guys, Aaron Rodgers, there's no competition at quarterback. You just, well, you, you just, just named three guys that deserve not to have competition. That's what I'm saying. Tony Romo. So the, oh, the rest of them that need competition, let's go. You just, compete. You just named three Super Bowl winners. Compete. Yes, he did. Yes, you did. But you got three guys who've won games, Romo won games, has, games plural in the playoffs. Tell them about the records that Romo has set throwing the football. Pretty good. And all you know, there's stuff. there's Talk there's a couple handful of teams that have a solid starting quarterback. You get him the reps Carson he requires. Set records too. No, no, Carson. For the for the don't, don't is, this is this the, a the podcast? M and M records in Cincinnati were not records because they never Mooch, really did anything with in Cincinnati right now. This is, I want to know why Because you know what it is? You know what, Michael? Quarterbacks cannot handle competition. That's why whenever there's a quarterback battle, the team can't win. Okay. You have to appoint somebody. Let me tell you why. The main guy. Your clock just went off. Okay, so. (laughs) The ones that require competition, let's say San Francisco, they're going to have competition. I don't know who they're going to be, but there should be competition. you got to find out at some point who that is because if you continue to split reps with the quarterbacks for too long, neither guy gets enough to be ready. And when you have so many supposedly quarterbacks, you have no quarterback and no clear direction for your football team. Saying Tony Romo is the guy, John Kidner, he's there. You have that point guy. Marshall, I'm of the mind, not uh, I'm of that mind where you do not mess with the cranium of the quarterbacks because they have to Make room in there to find out how to get me the ball. You can't mess with their heat. <laughs> well, listen, let, hold on, wait, let's, 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 let's just think of this, right? So you guys are telling me you, you, you don't mess with the you don't mess with his psyche. And I can remember Bruce Arians I love this. asking Peyton Manning, "What? You can't throw the ball there, and you can't do this." When he was a rookie, now, he was the guy questioning his ability. You think Bruce? No, no, no. Just listen. Down? Just listen. Um, Aaron Rodgers had to sit on the bench for a couple of years. And um, that other guy, number 12, he went, six, you know, he was competing to be on the team. But they made it. Competition, what's wrong with competition? But you want me to just say, okay, John Kitten to play well? Quarterbacks we should just a different give, position. We it's should just, just give. It. Quarterbacks are different yeah. positions. Kickers are different too, but they have to compete. Yeah. When you have doubt at who the starter is, then yeah, they should do. compete. No, 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 no,
<laughs> That's the problem. Well, Not you. You, you think Romo is doubting himself? It, it, I don't know, but I'm saying when the quarterback, if you tell Romo, listen, you have to compete, now he has doubt in himself. Right. Because because our, our, our it's doubt, all about doing what's best for the team. Questioning, and, and here's another aspect of it, Marshall. Are questioning, do you believe in him as a quarterback? And that, that's, a, that's a big step for the quarterback, too. They need to know that, hey, my coach is with me. I need to be able to take some chances out here to make this thing work without worrying about being yanked. The first ball that hits the ground, things like that. you got to have you a free that. mind quarterback. You earn that. Unless you know. That's not given. Couple, you earn that. Couple of, like couple when you of, ran down the field and you threw that hand up to Troy, you earn the right to break off that route. You earn that. You don't, I, just, I, I you don't just step out there and do it because if you give it to them without them earning it, they have no idea how to do it right when they're supposed to. You got the Giants, by the way, on the Cowboys schedule twice in the last four weeks. That's yeah, good that, stuff. To right me, there. that's a glitch in the system as far as scheduling. Yeah. I love the fact, Rich, that they schedule division games at the end of the season, right. meaningful games. But, back, but back, two back. games between the same opponent, whether it's in, Giants, in Cowboys, Packers, Bears, whoever it might be, boy, if you have your quarterback out, you're screwed. And you, and you, it, to well, me, you should put one, one game in the beginning well, of half Kittner, the season and, block form. and one in the end. But one injury wipes your face right off the earth. How about this one? How about, father, how about seven teams having three straight road games? Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, that is seven teams. How about this? And that's something they, how about they this don't one? like doing. How about this one? I'm sure Al Davis will love this one. The Oakland Raiders have six, count them, six early afternoon games. A West Coast team with six 10 a.m. games mm. in their body clock. The Patriots, mm. Patriots have four early games because of the number of national television games. And late afternoon, late window contest. How about that? Where, that's, where, where that's, is that's fake not, Al Davis when you need him? Very, very fake Al Davis. <laughs> where is very fake? Great Twitter account. <laughs> at very fake Al Davis. He's probably not, I mean, that, that's considerable, isn't it? If, if you're a West Coast team and you've got six, according to your body clock, 10 a.m. starts. That's a lot, isn't it? Has he sued the league recently? How many you typically have? I don't think he did. No, they're in lockstep. He hasn't sued the league recently. Steve, you're a Bay Area coach. What if I told you you were going to have six 1 o'clock Eastern starts? You're, well, not, you're not too happy about well, that. Get you guys well, up, you know, I don't well, know. Get you guys, get you when guys you play on the West Coast, <laughs> Rich, when I was the 49er coach, our division, right. the NFC West, was Carolina, Atlanta, and New Orleans. Go figure, okay? Right. So we had a crazy travel schedule all the time. You guys had to go back yeah. that way when you were – was, was it still that bunch I when you were there? Louis. Yeah. And so, so, I mean, you, you play at odd times, late, early, and you just got to go with the flow, and you try to get into town when you should, it go to matter. bed when you should, and it's a little quirky, yeah, but you got to deal with it. It doesn't matter either way because when we were in St. Louis and we had to go Arizona, Seattle, San Francisco, regardless of what the time change is, the fact that you have to take those long flights. I mean, that's, that, that we, if, and if we had two of them back-to-back, oh, boy. Yeah. And, and dreading that flight back home. I, you, when we had long flights, we would all, well, let's just make sure you win the game. Are we saying we need to write off the Raiders? Or if something? you don't do I'm anything, I'm saying that. It was a I slow start. That that they swept the division last year. Yeah, and that got they them sure in the did. play on. The, 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 the play ons. Yeah. They, they played on. <laughs> they played on in their video games. <laughs> they fall off. Is like there anything years? else? Anything else before we wrap up this discussion? Anything else leap out at you that you wanted to discuss on the schedule? 
No? No. Uh, but we just, just the fact that we're actually looking at it? This, yeah, it feels good to look at this. Somebody yeah, tweeted, you know, I, somebody I, I tweeted at me a schedule being released in, in the middle of a lockout was like drinking a beer in front of a pregnant woman. Well, look at it this way, Rich. There's an old financial term called the expectancy theory. You know, when you start looking at things and expecting it to happen, that maybe it will come to pass. Now, we're looking at the schedule and we're getting excited. We are. Hopefully, we can, uh, our expectations mm-hmm. can somehow all the way over to where they are. <laughs> and the next thing you know, we got a deal. And let me just send something to them. Deal. We'll get this thing done. I'm telling you, the expectancy theory will come through for us. I got this thing. Don't worry. About it. Well, he's we're going to be playing football he's, he's starting 9 11. Michael's back. <laughs> this is great. Um. Oh, 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 is, is we caught a camera? It's not even a camera, Mike. If we could have put They're that off. on camera, Mike. That's fantastic. Seriously. You were putting your hands above their head like some antenna. Michael, Michael, for real. Fantastic. I think it's, I don't know if it's ADHD again. There we go. We just took a picture of it. I'm just sending it out to people. Those are the waves to get this thing done. All right, guys. This was fun. I've got to do this more often. Which I love this, man. Let's, That's my first time on your podcast. Anytime. I appreciate that, man. You guys, get me back on here. Call Rich Wright tight. Whatever you got to do. Tell him you want me. By the back. way, this is the uh, this is for the draft. This, the four of us, we're going to be on the draft together Thursday night, right? Yep. Thursday night. Yep. Right night and, and this is the Rayos crew. The Rayos day. For oh, Wednesday night. yeah. I'm so thinking about that. Too. You know, here we come. Here we come. <laughs> so that, yeah, I might bring you a vest. Week 15. I'll see you in New York. I'll see you in New York. Michael Irvin, thanks for doing it. Marshall Falk, Steve Mariucci, and Kurt Warner is already 10 minutes gone to his plane. Last week on the podcast, uh, Ray Lewis came on again. Uh, we had a very soulful chat. He was the very first guest I ever had on the podcast, and it was fun revisiting with him. My second guest on the podcast in the history of the show. So longtime colleague and friend of mine who returns to the podcast again. And I'm 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 sure the conversation will be equally as soulful and impactful. He is the Emmy Award nominated host of Sunday Night Football in America and his highly popular televised radio program, the Dan Patrick Show, available on Coast to Coast and on DirecTV Channel 101 and several Fox Sports net stations in America. DP. Did I introduce you? Hi, Rich. Way, did I, no did I introduce, introduce you the way you uh, you asked? Um, I don't know. You said colleague and then friend first. So. Oh, you picked up on that, did you? Yeah, I, I did. But, you know, there's always been tension in our relationship. <laughs> but, but that's what I love about it. Well, you know, yeah, there, there, there's always been that, that, that mystery, though. But that, I think that's what gets, a, that, that's what gets relationships uh, going, though, don't you think? Well, you, uh, you know. You uh, took away from the mystery when you got married, but that's another story another time, so we move on. We do move on. We do move on. Do do you uh, – where do you stand on the whole issue of the schedule? Uh, we just talked about it with uh, Irvin and uh, and Mooch and, and Marshall, and, you know, obviously we had a two-hour schedule release show, and where do you stand on the issue of a schedule being released in the middle of a lockout? Well – I, I think it's a carrot that's being dangled. I thought it was heavy-handed by the league office um, to say, look, look at all these great... It's almost like you're window shopping with no credit card, so it's 
Boy, isn't that, oh, look at how, that's great looking. Oh, that, that game will be great. Mm. And then you have to snap back into reality there where you say to yourself, Oh, that's right. We don't even know if there'll be a season on yeah. time. One of my fa- uh, yeah. One of my I thought there was a method to it by the uh, by the commissioner to say, you know what? If, if this doesn't happen, you know, we're trying. Blame the players. Well, I, one of my followers said it was like drinking a beer in front of a pregnant woman. Is what he said, pretty much. You know, so okay. that that's that that was a little bit more heavier handed, I guess, version of <laughs> of what you said. Window shopping without a credit card, but uh, right. I mean, it, it it's also it, it is one of those things though that that people still are going to be planning their lives around and that we're, we're all assuming that there's going to be a deal done. I mean, so you didn't get any, any tinge of excitement by seeing the Sunday night football schedule at all. Well, but here's the thing, you know, the Thursday night game, which we'll do, which is the Packers saints. It's great to go. Well, that's a great game or Cowboys jets on that first Sunday night. But if there's going to be casualties, those games are going to be casualties. Mm -hmm. So then you're getting excited to start the season with those two games over the span of four days, but you may lose those. So I, while I look at the possibilities and say we got an unbelievable schedule on Sunday night, I also look at it and say, you know, what, what, what are the possibilities of us playing an entire schedule and having all these games come to fruition? You know, that, that's what I'm sort of uh, dealing with with reality. Right. Um, you do have a heck of a schedule, though. I mean, they, yeah, we we did pretty well. Uh, we and we were fortunate last year to have a great schedule, and you know, you get built-in rivalries, and and you, and you know, you hope certain teams are going to be good, but you know, we we've been pretty fortunate with that, so that uh, that was nice to see. I mean, you get uh, you get Vic going back to Atlanta. That's week two. That's week two. Okay, then you get steel the Steelers and the Colts playing one another, which is always fantastic. Jets at Ravens. Rex Ryan going back to Baltimore. Yep. Uh, Packers at Falcons, which was, you know, obviously Rematch. a big playoff game from last year. Yep. Um, and you go, my God, the Patriots at the Jets, Dan? That's, um, this is remarkable. I mean, is there one that was on the list that, uh, that you're, you are looking forward to more than, than not? I really think the Cowboys Jets on 9-11, um, just with the significance of that and, you know, you have Bob Costas out there. Uh, at Giant Stadium, and to be able to handle it tastefully, uh, like you would expect with Bob, and you know that it, it's a big event when he's there, and add that to you know the whole surroundings of of nine eleven and a great game, two teams that don't normally play one another, and I I just think you got a you got a fascinating night. And you take a look at the flex games. There's no way uh, NBC flexes out of any of these games. I just can't see it. I mean, the your first the first flex game is Colts at Patriots. I mean, yeah. could, there's no chance. Yeah, I think we'll keep that no matter what the records are. Uh, you know, even if, even if you got uh, Curtis Painter playing quarterback, <laughs> Curtis Painter play. against uh, who is it? Hoyer? Is it uh, Steny Hoyer? The the uh, the the <laughs> the minority leader of the House or something is behind Brady? I don't. You know, that's Colts yeah. at Patriots right there. Uh, yeah. Man, Giants at Cowboys is the second flex game. No chance. Yeah, there's no chance. That's no, good. It's but you know what, and you know this uh, better than anybody. Just you have product, and if you have product, then you get eyeballs, and then you know you're able to. You know, you just it's it's like a Super Bowl. You you amp up mm-hmm. a little bit more for those games, and uh, more excitement surrounding it, and and I like that. Um, it, you know, we 
I used to have to sell the Indians against the Brewers highlights, like uh, I was selling uh, Yankees Red Sox when I was doing Sports Center. So to have something that you don't have to sell that sells itself, that's pretty exciting. Uh, I like the possibilities of the schedule, and I, I like that uh, you'll have themes built in instead of you have to create them. So mm. that certainly makes it easier for me. And and uh, you've got the stage to yourself Christmas night, DP. Yeah, I, uh, I've not broken the news Just about to my to wife about working on Christmas, but she's sitting next to me. Is uh, she really right now? Speak. Honey, I'm working Christmas night with uh, NFL. Is, is Sue fine with that? Great, great, she said. There you go. I mean, that is, this is this is real podcast right this now. Is, this is raw. This is raw. Yeah. This, this is unfiltered Rich Eisen does, podcast. Does Sue, does Sue want to come on? I mean, Susie's been on um, your radio show. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if she's, uh, she's, she's, um, She's not a stage mom or wife, you know, so she's very uh, <laughs> under the radar. Yeah, but she's I in the background. I think her quote was, great. Are you accusing my wife of being a stage mom because she comes on your radio show? I mean, she she leaps at no, the chance to no, pick up the phone when I'm on it. Not a stage mom. No. Okay, what to say? But I mean, Bears at Packers <laughs> Christmas night. That's it. I mean, that's that's the stage. Everything else is on is yeah, on no, Saturday. I, I don't necessarily want the stage, although I had to do an NBA game in Miami mm-hmm. a couple of years ago on Christmas Day, and we uh, we had to pack up everything and send it down there mm-hmm. um so i uh i had to make sure that we we pulled that off i nearly we, i nearly uh, just crashed here in new york city there's about you know, to say you sounded against you're... women drivers but what, what are you doing <laughs> yeah well stop listening to my conversation she's 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 like i'll hang up and listen and she's driving here it's about to... <laughs> Did Sue? Uh, did Sue nearly get an offender okay. bender there in New York? No, as I was saying, we're in Miami, and my I was going to say my wife did an unbelievable job sending all the gifts down to Florida, right. and we we celebrated Christmas there, wrote yeah. letters to the North Pole, we did it all. Well, she did it all, and I had to go do you know Miami Heat basketball game on Christmas Day. Right. So. Uh, now I got Christmas night, but you know we'll we'll somehow pull it off. Yeah, hanging with with Rodney and, and Tony Dungy, right? Yeah, on, on Christmas yes, yes. I mean, and uh, you know, Peter King and Peter and King. Bob Costas. I got Alan Crist will be out there doing the game. And don't forget uh, Florio. Let's not forget because yeah. he, he could blog about us, Dan, and he could be nasty. So let's not let's not forget about him. At all. Oh yeah, that's right, uh, Mike Florio and uh, Andrew Kramer. Yeah, let's let's forget those people. So, okay. uh, what what are you uh where where are you, what are you going to do for the draft? Where are you watching the draft? I was thinking of you coming, Radio City. Well, I don't know. You have a friend who has a perpetual tan, and I always like to see him. Oh. So, uh, whenever <laughs> I'm around you, Reed no, comes out. He won't he be always... there. He won't be there. What? I don't think he's going to be there. I don't plan he's on that. No, I don't think so. Oh but, well, okay. Um. It's not about I, me. It's not about me. It's not about me. It's about I'm asking you if you're oh, going to. I know, be... but I, I was factoring you into the equation. Oh, I appreciate that. We'll go to like the Havana room and have cigars. We could do that. Um, but I'm working this time. I'm working this. Oh, time. that's right. And three. Yeah, it's three days, two nights. The shield. I was thinking of bringing the Danettes in. Yeah. And um, maybe uh, maybe hanging out for the draft at least. Uh, you know, Thursday night. Okay. Maybe I'll go and party with the mothership people. I don't know. They... Would, now, do you? When was the last invitation you got to an ESPN party? 
When was the last team invitation? I didn't even get invitations when I worked there, Rich. <laughs> what makes you think I'm getting parties now? You got an invite. No, you were at all the ESPYs. And no, so- I always had to work at those. I was usually working at a lot no, of things. No, wait a minute but- now. Wait a minute. You and you and Keith used to do what? What? What did you guys call it? The 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 old Muppet, the old the Stadler and Waldorf Muppets in the. Uh, in the in the Radio City Music Hall boxes on the sides and stuff like that. You did that, yeah. and yeah. then and then you graduated to actual presentation at well, the ESPY Awards. Yeah, we wanted to know when we could sit at the big table at the right. ESPYs and actually present something. And they said, "Well, Berman's the only guy who they, gets to." Right. And so he would always got to hand out an award, and then eventually they got around to. We handed out so many ESPYs that yeah. you had to have people handing them out. That's one of the reasons why we got a chance to hand them out. Well, and then and then when you graduated to the presentation level, that's when they put me and Stuart in those seats. We did. Oh the, yeah, we did, you know what? That, that was a tough gig. You we know? did the pre-show. <laughs> not, not, I'm not here to bash the mothership. I uh, just I don't Never. get invited to their parties, like the Super Bowl party. I, uh, I didn't get invited to it. It'd be nice to do a drive-by and just say hello to some of the people that uh, I like that still work there. What do you say? I get asked this all the time. Do you miss doing Sports Center? No, not at all. I don't like it now. Um, well, it's different. If I'm watching, I'll watch ESPN News because I can get it, uh, you know, in shorter bursts there with the information I need. But right. uh, I, I thought it sort of uh, ran its course. With, with the presentation of it, and, and I'm, you know, certainly to blame for uh, some of that, but I, no. I just got tired of it after a while. That How many times can you lead with T.O., the Red Sox-Yankees, hmm. or uh, let's see, what was another staple that we had? But it was always Duke, be Duke Carolina. Duke Carolina. Instead of really covering the news sometimes. So the old, the old form of Sports Center was a lot of fun because I really thought that that, that kind of teamwork I've never had before that or since that, except for the Danettes, where yeah. you really were in it together and appreciated it. But I think it um, uh, it just became different. You know, you had uh, different things you had to mention. And I had a Bud Hunt seat, and I had a, a six-pack of questions. Your peak and, performers, too, you know, of course. I peak performers. I mean, no, what else do you need? I know. Well, no. it, well it's dear. It, it, if you think about it, though. I mean, back when you were doing the uh, big show, and I arrived, I think like three or three, four years into the, your big show with with KO, because yeah. I, I when I got there in '96, I guess Keith left in '97. But at any rate, um, is that back then Sports Center really was the way that people literally found out about stuff? Now you can get it on your 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 handheld devices, your your iPhones, your iPods, you know, your, your whatever. And so it just changes the way, like lead-ins, the 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 smart writing, the funny, witty, pop culture ridden writing. That yeah. that that there's no premium on that anymore because of yeah. The- I mean the proliferation of of uh, outlets to get your news, but that to be able to write and and have fun with it was really a rarity in TV because mm-hmm. most of you know us talking heads are reading what somebody has written for us and. And we, we didn't do that. No. Now, it added to, you know, time element, stress level, but you were you were comfortable on the air reading what was yours. And uh, and I liked that. I was very proud of, of working with people who did that on a nightly basis and gave great time and, uh, and effort to it. It, it, it was, it was um, a, great, a great opportunity to be able to develop. And uh, you don't get that opportunity now because I think it's 
formulaic with it. And um, I, I, I always found that's why a lot of guys didn't want to continue to do it. Mm-hmm. They wanted specialty shows. If it was Chris Fowler or John Saunders or uh, Boomer, everybody wanted you know, Tariqo. They all wanted off of it because it's just a grind. Um, you know, they wanted to design the sports car. They didn't want to put into brake shoes. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's pretty much what we did on Sports Center every night. Well, if I, when I get asked the question, I do miss doing the shows like in the, the late 90s. But what the sports centers that I was doing when I left, I, I don't miss doing those anymore. Cause you're, you know, well, those were tough hours, too. But, but, but you weren't married at the time, and, and you were, you know, you worked at 2 o'clock Sports Center. And, you know, that was, and then stay and do the fixes. Hey. You know, when there'd be mistakes or somebody would make a mistake in a shot sheet and, it, and you know, all of a sudden it was yeah. uh, Jimmy Lofton and not Kenny Lofton on the shot sheet. And you go, well, we got to stay. It'll be 30 minutes later. Two thirty. You guys are getting out at 4 in the morning. I know. I know. Not good. But it was, it was still fun. It's still fun. I remember one of the funniest lines I, of, of any show I did when I did it with Kenny Mayne, uh, 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 Mary Pierce. Do you remember this line? Where she's serving, but she's bending over and she's sort of wearing something that's somewhat revealing. And he says, Mary Pierce down a set, although that doesn't appear to be the case right here. <laughs> uh, you know, I miss Denny Mango. That's where he, where he's still there. He's still there. Yeah, I know, but he's not doing Sports Center. No, he doesn't. No. no. He does those but Main Streets, so very I funny. Kenny, and I said all along when he replaced KO, I said, mm-hmm. you know what, this is not what he does well. He's somebody who does well given something. Let him create something. Mm. And and that's what he really did extremely well. That's why with reporting, you know, his main event with mm. uh, that's funny like, stuff. Uh, NFL Countdown, you know, then he's he's really fun. He's great at doing that. I remember we, we there was a competition to take KO's seat. I, re- I really wanted oh, it. Uh, I wanted it. I wanted it. But, you know. But I... And, but I didn't want any say in it. No, but because then I realized that everybody thought I had a say in it. So then I, I thought, well, I didn't give any opinions on it because I remember when I they would say, "Well, what do you think of Steve Levy? I like Leaves. What do you think of Linda Cohn? Yeah, like Cohn, she knows her stuff. Yeah, right. What do you think? Of, so they would go, "Well, you're not helping the process." And I said, "How about you guys pick? Yeah, because you're in management and you're watching these shows. Tell me what you want to see. Right, and then." I think it was Stevie B, your boss, Steve Bornstein, who picked Kenny Mayne. Kenny Mayne went there. I remember, yeah, he I, made the decision. He had the. I think it was like uh, yeah. three votes, and I don't know who else was in the vote other than they said, you know, Steve Bornstein cast the, uh, yeah. you know, the vote for uh, everybody wanted uh, that Kenny seat. Mayne. Everybody wanted that seat next year. There's no question. Anybody who says that they didn't is denied. Is absolutely. I think Craig denied. Kilborn didn't want it. Well, he was already gone, wasn't wasn't Craig? Was already he already? Gone? Yeah, wait, Keller was he already, already gone. at the uh, Comedy Central. Oh yeah, he was already gone. Oh, I, okay. Well, I remember. I, I remember because I'll tell this story. I don't care. One of the first sports centers I did. <laughs> one of the first sports centers I did. I, you know, I just because you know I came from Redding, California, Market One Thirty One, and I, I, you know, I watched everybody there, and suddenly now I'm a colleague all, all right off the bat, and and he he, I'm doing a late night show with him, and he goes, "Come on, Spark, let's go, uh, let's go grab some dinner. I'll get you dinner, you know, because he called everyone Sparky." Yeah, right. Hey, Sparky. Right, hey, Sparky. Let's go get some dinner. So he took me through. I don't know if I ever told you the story. He took me through the drive-through of the Kenny Rogers Rolling Roaster. Oh, I love Kenny Rogers Roaster. Okay, he took me. So I'm, he's taking me to dinner. We're going through the drive-through of the Kenny and uh, I guess it was in Southington, in nearby Southington. We're going through. Yeah, Route Ten. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we're going yeah. through that, and he starts telling me that he's got a potential other gig that might be going on in his life. 
And what do you think I should? He, he starts describing to me the Daily Show. So you just got there. Uh, yeah. And he's ready to. Three eat. weeks in. Three weeks in, and we're we're going through the drive-through, and he says, "What do you think I should do?" <laughs> and I'm like, I, "I don't know. Whatever makes you happy, you know. I mean, this is my experience when I'm coming in. So he, if that happened when I was three weeks in, then he was definitely gone by the time Ko was gone. I think he was. Well, I remember gone. Ko uh, tried to apply for that Comedy Central gig, oh, the my. Daily Show. Is that right? Yeah, after I, after Kilby was. <laughs> He was announced, I think, that he was getting the job, and then uh, oh. then I was told that he tried to apply for the job I didn't at know that. Comedy Central to host the Daily Show. So is this all? Is this all in the ESPN book that's <laughs> no, coming out? I I don't know what's in the ESPN the book, but um, I don't think that's in it. Did you speak to the the um, the the um, writers of that book? Yeah, Jimmy the Miller. Yeah, yeah I, um, I spoke with him a couple of times, but yeah. I. I figured that I would do the preemptive strike, and I just said to him, here's the deal. Mm. Anything I say to you will be on the record. I will not say anything yeah. off the record. Right. Um, I won't do uh, innuendo. I won't do any of that. And uh, right. he eventually labeled me a uh, uh, a Porsche that goes 40 miles an hour. You know, Because you didn't give him anything? Car, but I didn't offer him anything. Mm. And I, But I said, look. I, that's not why I did the job, you know. I, I left there and I couldn't be happier right. with doing what I'm doing. But I, you know, to sit there and fire shots, you know, you'll find plenty of people with plenty of ammunition who will fire the shots yeah. that you want fired. You don't need to do that. I spoke to uh, I spoke to Miller uh, once. He came here to NFL Network. I spoke to him once. He wanted to know a lot about why I left, how I left, uh, and also about what you and I just discussed about. Uh, Keith's chair, about getting Keith's chair. That's about it. That's all I did, and um, spoke to him about an hour and a half. And I imagine it'll be a very small portion of the book. Yeah, but I don't. I mean, he wrote a thousand pages and had to edit it down. I think to seven hundred or something like that. So there's for the Saturday Night Live stories in there. But he said he had no problem getting people to talk on the record, which. Are you I serious said, that the ESPN off the record comments and he said I you know a handful and I said well that's great because look if somebody's going to rip me yeah. then fine just put your name to it uh, but you know the the rumor innuendo or people you know saying stuff about somebody up there and you know how tough that place can be yeah. uh, you know competitive and you know, a lot of jealousy and things like that but I, I just I would I would hope that people would have good thoughts of the place of and positive memories for the most part. Why not? You know, it's like any other working place, working environment. It's a pretty tough place, but, you know, I love the competition, but I, I think you're going to have two uh, people get slammed in that book. Oh, man. I hope not, because I had the time of my life up there. I mean, obviously, you know, I... I well, I'd be the NFL Network for you. I mean, if you yeah. don't get that gig, you know, who knows where you are right now. No you question. could be in Poughkeepsie, or, you know, you could be in... Picking my feet in Poughkeepsie. You know, L.A. So, so did you say that it's a 700-page book, the ESPN book? I think book? it's, you know, I mean, it's pretty good, uh, you know, pretty good, pretty good uh, tome. Tome, <laughs> And and last question on this. T- tell me, is it, if, if if this is what you're going to do, so you see it for the first time in a Barnes and Noble, do you do you go up and go right to the index? Do you do that, Dan? 
No. Did you do that? You don't really? Come on. Come no, because on. I don't, you don't look I, for the Patrick, comma, Dan, no, and how many times no, you're no, mentioned no. and what you're talked about. I'm, you don't do that? No, I promise. I, I didn't do it with the uh, Mike Freeman book. Yeah. So I, I, what I would do is I, um, I will wait till I hear what, what the excerpts are. People will rip it. I think the bloggers will rip it because they'll say, well... Oh, this is, you know, we've heard these stories. Or this isn't very gossipy. That's mm-hmm. what they want. Right. And I think that they, they probably will not be uh, as excited about it as, uh, you know, the normal sports fan, mm. I guess, will read it. I don't know, just in time for Father's Day. This is, is, that when, is that when it comes out in June? Is that when it comes no, out? end of May. Oh, in May. So just, yeah. It is just in time for Father's Day. But, yeah, I'll, I'll wait till I hear... Would you, did you hear what uh, Bill Pito said about you? <laughs> Billy, Billy Pito. I remember yeah, he always used to, Eisen, watch out the roads, the roads driving home, the black ice. Eisen, <laughs> Route 4, it was raining, it's now freezing. Hey, watch out for the black ice, Eisen. Yeah, it's me, it's me, it's we Billy P. Yeah, he was a Good character. Times. There's been a lot of them that have uh, passed through the, uh, the turnstile there. That's right. All right, well, listen, thank you for... Uh, Thank you for calling in on your your drive home, and I'm glad Sue didn't uh, didn't get any fender benders. Uh, oh, this has I'm been a romantic fun. drive. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing yeah. like nattering away about the past on the Rich Eyes yeah, podcast. I don't hang up because then I have to bring up this. I got to work on Christmas. What? Yeah, she's yeah. That's out there though, Dan. She can. So, Rich, how uh, how are the kids? Everything good? Everything's great. Everything's great. Hey, uh, Xander calls you Uncle Dan. By the way, he refuses. He sees you on TV. Yeah. Uh, Tell Susan I said hello. I will. uh, You know what? We'll. uh, I'll see you at Radio City. We'll talk. We'll talk tomorrow. I'll see. Yeah, we will actually on your show. But uh, I'll see you at Radio City as well. See you then. Yes, we'll, we will. What time are you on? Uh, uh, <laughs> eight, eight, eight. I think I'm on starting tomorrow. As soon as I hang up the phone from you on your radio show, <laughs> I will I will be on television. For All right, round. I will talk to you then. Bring your A game. All right, I always do, Dan. Thank you. All right, booyah. All right. It's Dan Patrick joining me on the show again. All right, now that we've spent quite some time talking about a uh, schedule to a playing season that may or may not happen, let's talk about something that's definitely going to happen, and that is the 2011 NFL Draft and NFL Network's live gavel-to-gavel, even though there really isn't a gavel, coverage of the NFL Draft. And for that, we have uh, the um, Emmy-nominated producer of the NFL Game Day morning. pride with that comment, Rich. It's true. Charlie Yook, also the producer of our three days of NFL Draft coverage here on the Rich Eisen Podcast, returning to the podcast. I think it's fair to say that you've produced more hours of television on this network than anyone else. Uh, No, I don't know. We've got 23 hours, I calculated it, I think, of live desk coverage from New York all three days. I think it's about 23. How many of those will you be? All of them. Uh, by the way, that's also the the dulcet uh, mid eighties. Um, what was what was the uh, what was that the tweet was from that we Rum, got? Rumford, Rumford Johnny. He's from... at Rumford Johnny. Tweeted yeah. out that you had the mid nine the what circa nineteen eighty five Kathleen Turner Kathleen Turner boy, husky voice. She's got the, you got the good pipes. So are you? So you, is that that's the uh, body heat. Romancing the Stone era, Ooh, I like Kathleen that. Turner. Yeah, I'm not right? quite sure what this Kathleen Turner would sound like right now. More know. like Harvey Firestein, I think, <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Oh, dear. Is that wrong? Oh, no, dear. I just, no, I just lost the Kathleen Turner podcast audience right there. 
So, Kyle Henderson and Charlie Yuck. Okay, Charles, let's get down to let's it. Let's get down to it. In, in, in all seriousness, who who is it's it's going to be me and Mayock. Let's go. And you. Through. Hold on a minute. Me and Mayock and you. Who are the other people who will be in the chair for every darn last hour Ooh. of our three days of draft coverage? Who else? Our, our executive uh, producer Eric Weinberger. Yeah, he'll right? be he'll be in the truck. Drew Kaliski will be in the truck all those for days. all three days. Yes. What about a director? Uh, Steve Byme will be in the truck as a director all three days. All three days. David Fowler, our AD, will be in the truck all three days. Okay. So there's there, um, there's going to be about twenty twenty people. Yeah, a part handful. Of it. All the you know, for all three days. All the spectacular crew and and staff that we have that right. are usually there. That yeah, but that's about it. Puma Nelson, our stage manager. Yes. All three days. Yep. He'll never tap out. No, 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 no. He'll no. be the last man. And to he tap always out. wears pumas. He does. That's why his nickname. Did, we don't know his real name, do we? Uh, I believe it's Paul. Is it really? It, yeah. He's not a Paul. He's Paul Nelson. Paul. Yeah. <laughs> he might be the like. He's a puma. Boy, he just looks like a Paul Nelson. <laughs> right. No, he's he a puma. He's a puma. I always walk in the same thing. Puma wearing pumas. That's well, that's what he does. Always, that's always. I know. Yep. So it's a good thing his nickname isn't Adidas because right. that would be odd. That would be that would be weird. Yeah. I love puma. We all I do. Lo- you know, and, and he does some you know old school rap stuff. The six minutes. Dion loves him more than anybody. He always says Puma runs a tight ship. Puma does run a tight ship. Puma's yeah. got everything always. Puma's the, the nicest man in the world until manager. you're 15 seconds back to live. Especially when he busts out the hot chocolate <laughs> when we're out there on Thursday night football. Oh, you know, Dion's always like, we've got a Starbucks in there. Right. He must not have been there that one time that there was not enough chocolate. There's not. Dion's hot chocolate. By the way, Mike, Mike, come on in here. Come in here. Don't just get in my ears. Get in here. I want you in here. Mike Del, Mike Del Tufo. Tufo. We forgot he's going to be in, in, involved. I think we should have him sponsor. Come on in here. Mike Del Tufo, sound man extraordinaire. There off there off mic. And, and it's it's always best that he ironic, comes on the podcast off mic. That is ironic. Normally when I'm mixing, you don't hear people. So I, just, I, I think mic. we should get Mike sponsored because, I mean, he's, he's always, always wearing, wearing NFL. Do you wear shorts to work? I'm not sure. Or those shants. And who do you work for? The NFL <laughs> films today and NFL Network. Way to do it! So you'll be you're, we're looking you're, for a sponsor. All three days of the of the draft coverage, you yes. are you are you're in charge of all I sound. I didn't forget right? about you. We just you no, know, you did. I knew you were no, listening. You that you're like Fudo. You got it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we got. So it. you are you're in the soundboard for all three days. Yes. So if 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 John Elway's mic does not get taken full right from the start on Broncos cam, can't wait. It's on you. It's on you. It no happen. audio in the B block. No, I'll make sure of it. I'll, we'll, I'll get on the headset and make sure. Planning on it. All right, Mike Tufo, the sound man Good extraordinaire. Job, Hit the door. There you go. There he goes. Go back and watch boy. Eagles cam again. He's the man. He's the man <laughs> behind the Look Rich Eisen podcast. I mean, those aren't even calves. Those are like stumps. Those really? A little bit. Charlie? A little bit. So, so there's, really? a, there's a handful of people that will be. Well, Kara Henderson is in Denver covering the yeah. Denver At Broncos. least the first day. Where am I going after that? Uh, uh, it says here Chicago. Ooh. Yep. That sound, but hey, listen, United is Chicago is a United hub, have. and so is Denver. You're going to have a great plane. Great. That's going to be a night. You're not going to get one of You're those. You're going from hub to first class. So when I'm getting on that plane at 6 a.m. Right. on Friday morning. Right. I'll just be going to sleep. Right. Right you're after. Going hub, like Rich, you're going hub to hub. Oh, listen, we, we, all, we, all, we all have a tough schedule. That, that hour that drive from O'Hare to okay. Lake Forest, not a problem. Really? Well, she's not going to, you're not going to choose any car on the aisle, right? You're gonna get. No, you're gonna no, get no. In car. You, I, they give be, me one, and usually go. it's like the go. the Prius. I don't know how to work. Nice. There you go. All right. One of those ones that looks so, like a gangster roadster. So does Chicago. Uh, yeah. Why? Why did we choose Chicago for her? Uh, 
You know, we had a lot of meetings with a lot of the. Yeah, you know, I know you've got a lot of meetings, and they they just thought you know, Chicago's it's a, it's a, a popular team, and it's uh, people care about the Bears. Which, did they have a lot of day two picks? No, they just they have a pick a, in the second round and the third round. Day two is basically controlled by the Patriots. Uh, Every day is controlled by the Patriots. Right. They have they have six picks in the first night. So Lombardi's holding that fort down for us. Right. right. Uh, no, he's actually in Radio City. He is. Yes. So who's going to be in New England? For We're going to have Stacy Dales in New England on Thursday, and right. then Albert Breer will go there on Bert Friday. Breer. Bert. Unless, of course, he's he's stalking Judge Susan Nelson's right. chambers still, which at could that be time. happening right now. So right. Charlie, since you said you just got off the phone with Nick Saban's people, can you clear something up with me? Yeah. Darius or Darius? Yeah. It's it's Marcel Darius. Because I it think I'm going to need to know that. Everyone said Darius, but then he kind of corrected. He corrected, him. but, but then, then, he, then, he, then he corrected he, it back. Yeah, I, right. then he recorrected. Yeah. I just need to know that. If I'm going to if I'm going to Denver, I think I'm going to need to know that. Yeah, you know. will. No, I think you will. So you're hinting that he may go. No, I'm not just, hinting. I mean, I'm just saying that there. it makes sense. He's and you know what's there. interesting, Rich? I was thinking about this because I, I uh, you know who his coach is at Alabama? His line coach. Yeah. Sal Sinceri. You oh. know who Sal is? Sal, Sal, Sal is the, one of the famous uh, stories from our Pro Bowl experience. Hugh Gentry. Charlie you never, He's the genesis? So Of course, because he's John Fox's guy. And now it's there all coming it. together for it's, you. This you is one it. of the old, right, Now go. I've got to tell the story. Go. Now I've got to tell this. One, another great, did you see, fantastic Pro Bowl story. Did you see how I did that segue? Was that well not done, beautiful? Well done, Kara Henderson. Cool. Way to set it up. So so uh, John Fox was the <laughs> Pro Bowl coach one year because the Panthers, unfortunately for him, lost in the uh, the NFC Championship game. I forget what year this was. but uh, That was the, I think it was the, was it the year after they went to the Super Bowl, wasn't it? Hmm. Yeah, they lost in the NFC Championship game. I forget what year it was. But at any rate, see, that, that earned him a trip to ho- to coach the Pro Bowl. And he is from Southern California. Correct. So we wanted to go surfing with him. We, meaning we take the camera crew and we go sure. and we see him go surfing. So he brought with him, because you were there. Sal Sinceri. Who is not from Southern California. No, he's, no, he's from Pittsburgh, in He's fact. straight out of, you know, like Soprano Central Berg. Casting. Sal Sinceri. You know, right, yeah. Sal Sinceri. Right. Okay, he doesn't know a surfboard from an emery board or anything like that. Probably <laughs> Why would he know an emery, an emery board? Would... I don't know. It's the only other board that popped into my head. I'm sorry. <laughs> so uh, he doesn't know anything about that. And... <laughs> <laughs> He's fallen all over the place. And our cameraman, who we got to... to uh, Don't um, give it up yet. I'm not giving it up yet. Our cameraman... I know the story. Our cameraman, who uh, was a, a freelancer out there in Hawaii, um, was filming this and falling all over the place, too. I mean, falling right on, on top of Sal. Did he fall on John? No, I think, actually, Sal fell on, on this particular On this particular... Cameraman. Oh, that's right. Okay, Sal fell on him in a very awkward... Oh, boy. <laughs> Okay. Sal's not a small man. No. He's a defensive line coach. So, so John was telling, Coach Fox, Foxy, was telling this story uh, later at night. Uh, I think it was in the, the Hakalea bar, which, no, no, no. by You're the way, which I, which, no, no, I'm up. not screwing this up. He wasn't telling this story. He wasn't telling this story. I said, John Fox was not particularly known for liking media members. And we hadn't really hmm. had the chance to bond and chat with him. And I said to Rich, we were sitting in the Hakulea bar, I said, if you go over and tell John Fox the name of the photographer right. that fell on Sal, I promise you he will be our new best friend. And sure enough, Kara Henderson read the situation perfectly. We told him that the cameraman that Sal Sinceri <laughs> fell on, his first name was Hugh and his last name was Gentry. Gentry. <laughs> otherwise known as Hugh, Hugh Gentry. Gentry. Yep. <laughs> 
And then you were the one, Charlie, right? When we went to the huge gentry. <laughs> and so Fox, that was it. That's, and and technically, that's friends. why you're going to Denver. It is exactly why I'm going to Denver. And Charlie <laughs> saw the second part of that when you were when we were at the combine. I wasn't even there. And from across the parking lot, John Fox is yelling at you. Right, he's just yelling, Hugh Gentry. Gentry. I'm like, okay. I know. He's still on. Oh, no, it's like two weeks later at the Combine, and he sees us walking on the field, and he um, and he calls Holmgren over. Holmgren was, you know, coaching the Seattle Seahawks at the time, doing wearing both hats in Seattle. He goes, Mike, I got to tell you this story. It's unbelievable. Hugh Gentry. I mean, that's his Hugh work call Gentry. now, Indy. Anytime we see him, it's just like Hugh Gentry. Hugh Gentry. Yeah. I don't know how we got on that. But you know how we got on it because Marcel Darius, Darius, now played for Sal Sinceri. Sal Sinceri is very Denver. close friends, obviously mm-hmm. with John Fox. Wouldn't it make sense that two, Sal, who has coached four. the Julius Peppers, mm-hmm. like Chris Jenkins of the world, mm-hmm. do you have a mock draft? Yeah. Do I have a mock draft? Yeah. Here. It would only get to number two. All right, well, here, here you go. There's what the order. This? Right there. there oh, don't yeah. do this to me. Don't what? put me on the, the people, spot. I think no. People, okay. Then no. you, you just picked number two. I did it. We did it last week. You just picked we number two. We did it last week. We know. We, we, Cam Newton's but here's won. The, here's what I will tell you. Yeah. On, on draft Thursday, uh-huh. I think I'll be able to tell you two, three, four, and five. Look at oh. that. That's, a, that's the gauntlet Cara I'm throwing Henderson. down. So, all right. So, let's do it right now. No. I'm not ready right Why? now. What do you because mean you're not we're ready? not ready right now. Because it's not draft Thursday. It's not like I like to deal in fact. That's a tease. I, I got it. That's yeah, fair. but that's I not mock know. drafting. That's not that's that, no, that's completely it's it's not I, analogous I to the, mock drafting. I like doing all. the real thing. What if we did a pretend draft, not a mock draft? I don't think she'll buy the change of semantics. No, don't put me on the spot like that. All right, Charlie, let's put you on the spot. Let's put you on the spot. Okay. Oh boy. Here's here's what I'm asking you. Okay. on the first night of the draft, me, Irvin. Correct. Mooch. Yes. Marshall. Correct. Mayock. Yes. Main desk. Yes. Who else is there? Uh, Michael Lombardi. In the and house. Jason Lock and Fora. In, in the, the house. house. Both of them in Radio City Music. Correct. Hall. Are they like going to be like the old Muppets sitting in the on the upstairs side box? We're calling them the two Italians in the pit right now. The two Italians in the pit. Yeah. It couldn't be, be further from Stadler and Waldorf, the yeah. names of the old Nice Muppets. one. Thank I love so that. So they'll be there. Okay. So and, and Prime will be there as well. Prime will be there. The eight of us. Eight of us. We've got in from and Kara Henderson is in Denver. Who's in Carolina? Uh, Who's man in the Carolina fourth? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Carolina is Steve White. Steve White. Steve White. Oh, he he knows what's what there for sure. So you've got all of these information people. Here's what fans despise the most. They hate watching the draft and having the picks revealed I was by just information people I was just before ask the commissioner Do you how that says too? the pick. Everybody hates it now. And now with Twitter, teams are going out there oh, and tweeting it out. Oh, first. Tweet. So, so here's here. Do we? Do we? I was going to ask this very question. Do we reveal the picks before the commissioner does if our information men have it? Or women. Have we had this or in your, women. In your information? Women, We've information, had people. I'm sure you've had this discussion in your myriad meetings, one yes. of which I had to yank you out of right. practically by the nape do of your meetings? neck to come and do this podcast. Correct. Do we reveal this? The answer is definitely maybe. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Here's what's interesting, though. It's still in discussion. Wait a minute. It's definitely still in discussion. Because 
people hate that, man. I mean, you know what we'll do? You know, we'll I don't do, even want to we'll know. We'll tell you. We'll no, tell you. I don't so then you could know. start. You could start. Well, maybe they're going to go with Marcel Darius. Because here's here's the scoop. Pick. Here's the scoop. I don't. But I don't want to do that. I don't want to come across as seeming more knowledgeable than I really am because that's not right. But that's what producers do. They make mm, us seem more knowledgeable than we You know what? But in, in this instance, fan. I don't fan. I think fans don't want to hear it. They don't want to know it. They want to. They they want to sit there and be surprised, just okay, like everybody else. Ask- and hold on a second. Here's the way I understand that we in the trucks by trucks espn also gets this information because graphically the minute the commissioner says the name we want to be graphically ready and you've got to get the tapes going you've got to get everything going for the analysts to immediately hit the ground running Mm -hmm. with their thoughts on the newest pick in the nfl i get it but that five to extra seven seconds do we do we go ahead and do it what do you think I think I think personally we're okay if we do because it's going to get tipped off before anyway on Twitter by all the newspaper writers, reporters, people within our own umbrella, ESPN's umbrella. I think people are just going to start with today's age in social media. Everyone's going to be like, okay, this is the pick, and it's, everyone's going to know before. You know, we, it's interesting. Teams are starting to do the Saints. I know we're doing this. No cell phones in the draft room. None. So no one can text it. So or no tweet one it can out. text it out because that's, that's you know it's it's. It, Teams are starting to do this because um, oh, it's a tough spot because you is. don't want to be second. I understand, you know, right. if, if you know if Schefter or Mort's doing their <laughs> thing and getting this stuff out, and if you're but who? But here's the thing: who is watching both drafts at once? Nobody. But just the media guys who cover this stuff are watching both drafts at once. But let me ask you this: and like, hold on, well, I'm not done. Hold on a second, okay, okay. and then I'll answer your question. Okay. Because if both people are watching both drafts at once, but what will make somebody switch from one draft coverage to another is like. They're giving away the pick again, again, you know. And I know Lock and Fora gave away, he gave away half of the first round last year because he had it cold. Yeah, I mean, it. but it's his job to have it cold. No I understand. Doubt. But all right, now what's your question? Two years ago, yes. and this is this is where I just think pure television and fan moments. When we took that shot, when the Jets made that trade to move up, yes, and the building went nuts, and yes. you said we have a trade. Yes, it was I'm great. Like, I can still re- we have a trade. It was great. And there was the Jets. The place went nuts. Yes, we took a shot of Mark Sanchez on a remote. He was on the phone. Everybody like at that a kid point knows hopping up and down. I get it. Sure, that I understand. So it's like holy, oh, I understand. Beep, you know, I know like, that to me, I, you got to take that 15th shot. But 15th overall pick or 14th overall pick, Rams are on the clock. And with two and a half minutes to go, let's go to lock and four. I've just found out the Rams are going Julio Jones, everybody. They're going Julio Jones. Do we have to do that? We don't have to do that. Okay. I think if there's that sense of drama, I mean, I'll feel it again in the truck. But if there's that sense of drama and there's just something that if it's someone on remote or whether they're in the green room and they're just bawling their eyes out with their family, we got it. Clearly. Clearly. Obviously, we'll if, they're, if, they're, but, if these yeah. guys are on the phone, because we, we know that we've known that for years. If right. you see a, a draft prospect on the phone, done. Good to go. They're, they're about to go off the board. Right. And that's why, that's why, if you remember, years and years and years ago when McGahee came out after blowing out his knee, that Rosenhaus kept calling him up from the – same couch right next to him right next to him to make it look like McGahee's on the yeah, phone so every time that he McGahee was on camera people in the league were thinking uh oh maybe he's going to go and then Willis is like just would you stop calling me i'm waiting for another call because there are stories by the way i was when we were interviewing the coaches at the owners meetings i'm trying to remember who it was said that he called he called somebody they didn't answer the phone mm. nope move along going to pick the next guy off the board mm. Better make sure you're answering your phone on draft day. 
So yeah, I don't want to just. Uh, I'm going to tell this to you. I'm going to tell this to you right got, now. He looks like he's got heavy no, shoulders he now. He's no, I, 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 no I, I had a feeling filled this morning. You and always I, have something. I know. There's something, something always. I've if got got a, bad, are you going to be? Are you? We got to. We got to have you. We got to have you ready. I mean, we we've already established you're the workhorse here. I'm good. Okay. So so here's this. I'll tell this to you in front of Kara and the rest of the podcast nation or international audiences. It may be. I don't want to know. If you know, don't tell me in my ear. Oh, yeah. We never, and I don't think we ever have, have we? No, but I'm just letting you know, just in case. You know, Certain it's been other a year. people I don't want to know. have, and you know. They want to know? Some other people on our I'm set want not, to know? I'm not I don't saying want to our know. set. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Okay, you got it. Thank you. I won't Radio tell you. silence up on the pick. Radio silence in Radio City. You! Look who's turning phrases. The producer of the Emmy-nominated NFL Game Day I morning. will say this. I think it's fun to know. It's fun Before? to know. Oh yeah. Why? Oh yeah. When you're working your when you're working your iPhone and I'm in Denver and I'm bored. Oh and no, I can it's talk, your job. Yeah. I mean, oh, if I it's know, your job it's really to know, then that's to fun. Know. Yeah, to get it. And you no, want to get share it with other people. No, I know. To get it, that's of course. It's your job to do it. And if you get it before the rest of your colleagues in your industry get it, I understand. It's it's your competitive nature. It's a your competitive nature. Oh, it's, it's the Duke in you coming it's out just right fun. there. It's you're, fun to know you, before you, you, everybody you're gonna else. Get, you're going to know two, three, four, and five. That's said. what I'm saying. Okay. You are coming out right here on this podcast and saying as but soon as I'm the first domino you. tumbles, you will know two, three, four, and five before two, three, four, and five are actually picked. No, I'm saying that I'd you know, i I'd like to think that I might have some ability to, to know those picks mm, before they're taken. You're just styling with all your contacts. What are we thinking? We're thinking. That's, that, that's, that's Kara flaunting a Rolodex. She is. I am. I, You're a Rolodex flaunter. I am. You're a name dropping you Rolodex Bardia flaunter. Tells me I drop names. You know, you know who I saw in the football field the other day when my son was playing? No. Tony Gonzalez. TG. How about that? TG. And my son plays for the Falcons. Is that right? How about that for coincidence? That, that's not that's ironic. ironic. That's, that's not ironic. Coincidental. It's coincidental. Yeah. It's coincidental. Mm. So uh, first night, we our coverage starts when? Five Eastern from Radio City. Well, I want to make sure all your listeners know exactly when we actually come on the air with draft stuff, and that'll be when at eleven tomorrow a- morning. No, thirty minutes. <laughs> right, eleven a.m. Eastern. There's a two-hour path to the draft that goes from eleven to one. Draft day. Draft day. Number Thursday, one. April twenty. Starts at eleven a.m. Eastern time. That's a two-hour which is literally nine hours before the Panthers are put on the clock. Uh, yes. By okay. My math, yes. Okay. And then there's a total access at the draft from Los Angeles that goes one to five Eastern. But it's called at the draft. Uh, yeah. But it's from Los Angeles. But we'll do hits. We'll from do, the draft. Yes. When so, you say we, who's the we? Uh, you'll do one last desk hit at like 4.30 with the, the guys at the desk, but okay. they'll be like the Lombardis and the uh, and the Lock and Fours of the world. And, that ilk. And then we come on the air, <laughs> for Phil, at 5 o'clock. 5 until 8. Right. And then I am beyond excited to see what... And I think I'm not out of bounds saying this. Mm-hmm. At 8.02, mm-hmm. Commissioner Roger Goodell right. will come to the podium... I am very intrigued and excited. He's going to get booed. He's going to get booed. You think? Yeah, I've already talked about We've talked about it before. I know, but like, I don't think it'll booed. be as bad as people think it will be. Well, maybe not. He can handle it. He's got a tough skin. Yeah, he's a tough guy. He'll get booed. There's no question. You know what? I think he's going to take it away from them a little bit, right? Like, wouldn't you come out and say, go ahead and boo me? He's doing a lot of stuff before, kind of like it seems like. He's going to work the line. But he always does that. He goes, he walks. And here's the thing. Most fans will be screaming and booing. And if clapping they, too. But, but no, fans that would be screaming and booing at him at 8.02, I bet you a good part of them a half an hour before, if they meet him and see him, they'd be taking pictures oh, with yeah. him and talking with him. And what do you think? But then they actually get, sure. that, that's, you know, that's it's the way. It's like meeting the president, right? You could, might not have voted for him, but if you meet the president of the United States, you're like, hey, how you doing? I mean, he's a pretty powerful guy. Mm. 
So uh, eight eight oh two 802 on the clock. He puts the Panthers on the clock. So we're only on the air three hours before. Yeah, it's not bad, right? Well, well I, like, let me ask you this like question. How, mu- how much did Mayock losing his voice last year have to do with that internally? A little bit? A little, little bit. So, a little bit. Not a lot, just a little bit. So the, so last year, us having to withstand the the, the hardship right. of doing a draft right. without Mike Mayock. And if everybody recalls, this is now the silver year, lining. We're yeah. on. We're we're going on the air. Right. There's less. There's less on the air work to do. And the same on Friday. Again, we start in earnest at eleven o'clock with Path the Draft in the morning. Yes, Friday, April 29th. That's two hours I won't there. Be in Chicago yet? No. You won't have touchdown. I yet? won't have touchdown. But yet. it's a great food court at O'Hare. Hopefully you're going to work. I don't have time. I'm going to be like no. running to she Lake can't Forest pick up in a my slice Prius. Of Uno or whatever before she's got to choose any car. But in the you aisle. know what? They could deliver they for have... you at, at the facility. Nuts on Clark. They have oh, that in O'Hare. That is my stuff. favorite thing. Yeah, I always come stuff. out of there with like ninety-seven dollars worth yeah, of cash. Yeah, but you're not going to go anywhere near Nuts on Clark, right? No. You're going Lake no, Forest, aren't no, you? No, but yeah, there's one. Oh, there's one in the airport. Oh yes. And then okay, and then the pre-draft from L.A. goes one to three Eastern on Friday, April twenty ninth, and then New York takes it three to six. Three to six, and then bad, and then that's a different lineup. And then the Patriots go on the clock, correct? From Carol, yes, I believe they've got the first pick of the second day. And Friday, just so everyone knows, it's that's that's fitting, though, isn't it? I mean, the second day is when they make their hey, like that rhymed. By the way, was that a haiku? Was that an inadvertent haiku? Five, five. An I don't know. Inadvertent haiku. That sounds like a great band name. Sounds like a good. It? it sounds like a good. <laughs> Ladies movie. and gentlemen, <laughs> put your hands together for inadvertent haiku. <laughs> hey, we're inadvertent haiku. Uh, we'd like uh, to play this. This is our lead singer, is, uh, like Greg Aiello. To, we'd like to play this song. <laughs> yeah, this is our lead singer. <laughs> they, they would have to have an Asian basis, just so you know. I mean, that's, is there, they, would, they would have to. Just by the way, by the way, and a chick on the drums. Will you please explain to everybody who's listening on the podcast that you are actually of Asian descent, so you can say something? I can say that before people go crazy, not knowing, thinking that why in the world did the producer of an Emmy-nominated show say that it's got to be an Asian basis? Definitely. Thank you. Okay, now that we can move on. So Friday starts at six. Correct, and that desk that's that'll be you. Uh, Mike Mack and Charles Davis and Brian Billick. Brian Billick is in the house. Yes. Day. Okay. Um, and that's the four of us. That's the four of you. Okay. Party. So uh, then again, uh, this now confirms what I accused uh, accused is the proper word a few weeks ago on this podcast. You Marshall Falk. Marshall, of tapping, Marshall out Falk tapping out after day one. Technically, you can say yes, oh. but technically he's a part of the draft because he will be announcing. Oh. There's a lot of luminaries. Every third pick in the second round will be announced by a, a team's luminary. He will be the luminary that will be announcing the Rams pick in the second round. So he will be a part of the draft. Dude, he's tapping out after the first day is what he's doing. I mean, because he could clearly be sitting on the set. And sure. when the Rams are nearing on the clock, oh, Marshall, go backstage, do your thing. Then you come back on the set. He could do that, right? He could do that, right? I mean, it is... It is feasible. Don't say a word. You're by not saying a word. You're saying volumes. He's tapping out after day one. Marshall Falk. I can't believe it. I bet he'll still be in New York, though. Oh, yeah. He's got to be because on Monday is a big night for us. Potentially. Yes. Potentially. Do I get like a certificate Many or something if, if if we win? I don't know what first standing out in the cold. I don't know what I get. For <laughs> nine you get a laurel hours. and a hearty handshake, and, yeah. as they say in uh, in uh, oh, Blazing Saddles. Good Stop job. No, you get an Emmy. Oh, come on, you'll get an Emmy. <laughs> Is that an invitation of our boss? I'm not saying what I just said, so you can take that for what it's that's worth. That's because uh, we are building the Monday night here, so that's that's Friday. Friday ends when? 
When does it end? Ooh. When do you think? When well, do you think rounds two and three are over? Friday. Using, uh, what time do they start? Six, six o'clock. o'clock but you know, this midnight, is right? Midnight, right? Seven. It goes to pick ninety-seven. We started pick thirty-three. Yes. Second round, seven minutes a pick. Third round's five minutes. Are a you pick. really doing the math average, in your head right yes, now? Yes, the Gosh, average is impressive. about four or six last year. Wow. We should be out by ten, no later than ten thirty. Now, when you say off. For me, Billick, Messrs. Billick, Eisen, Mayock, and yeah. Davis, is it one of those like you're off, or can you uh, ten more minutes do this for oh, that we're gonna, show? Yeah, do that's that, gonna happen. Put it, so we we're car washed after four after after four. Let me do let me do the oh seven hours of live television. Yeah, we're gonna, yeah, yeah. Be, we should be expected to be car washed. Fair point. Good okay. point. All right. Yeah. Then Saturday, the draft will be done at like ten. 15, 10, 30. And then, we, and then we're on. You will be car washed for another 10 to 15 minutes. Okay. Then Saturday. What a turnaround, right? Where do I go on Saturday? Do I, do I have to go somewhere Saturday <sighs> now? Let's see here. What's on that piece <laughs> of paper you keep opening? Yeah. Nope. Nothing else. Are you, so you're Saturday. done after, after Chicago? Yeah, I was just going to come and hang out with Marshall in New York and watch you do 97 more hours yeah, of television. Please. I mean, Marshall's got nothing going but on. Here, here, again, not to be a shameless plug, but Saturday's fun because we have the meeting right away at 8 o'clock because uh, yeah, we've Butch, got, we've got Butch some Davis, people. the head coach of North Carolina, and Nick Saban, head coach of Alabama, will be a part of that production meeting because it will be part of the pre-draft show on Saturday. Should night. I show up late and drunk to that? What's up, Nick? What do you think? Yeah, you just see how it goes? See how, or just see act, act drunk, I'm sure that'll unshaven, be. stroll in. Butch would know I'm kidding. Right. Coach Saban would not. I'm going to say, uh, yeah. What do you think? You should do it. I want to see what happens. Hmm. He do seems I, like a pretty, I haven't talked up, to him yet, I, he's do, a pretty straight shooter. Do I bring like. up how, how um, angry he seemed at the Gatorade dump after winning the national championship yeah. at some point? You know, let's feel him out. Let's feel him out first. <laughs> You know, before he's like, ah, I'm not doing this. Coach Saban was going to be on our pre-draft yeah. show. Now it's uh, Joe from Queens. Yeah. But, but by the way, the two big fat names right there. That's oh, it's great. great. And then when we're, we're going to, they're going to be part of the again that that day starts 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern. That's and North Saturday. Carolina's got a, a dozen kids. They're going to have like a go. dozen kids. Right. So that starts at 10 o'clock in L.A. to 11. The New York takes it from 11 to noon. Right. Draft starts at 12:02. Okay. And then those guys will stay to like two-ish. And then we'll bring in Brian Kelly, the head coach of Notre Dame, who has secretly told me to tell you, be ready, Eisen, for, for some for Michigan ND banter. He lost to Michigan last two years year. Two years in a row, right? Well, I mean, this last year was his first right, year on the job. But, you know, you've got a streak going here. Trying to help well, out, listen, any streak we can get right now, I'll take. Right. But, okay, if he um, wants to give me grief, you know. No, by the he, way, he wants he, to play. Like he, little, he, you know, like he's the, got like a lot. Little, like the little logo. He's got a lot. Co-host he's got a long formula, time. That's what that is. Yeah, I like it. I like it. He's got a long time Michigan ties, Brian Kelly. Oh yeah, I mean, he was on. The, he was on a short list for Michigan a while. And then uh, uh, I was hoping he would take the Michigan job. Once. Really? Yeah, once upon a time. Yeah. I, like I, didn't, I didn't offer it to him. But anyway, so he'll be there. And then Brett Bielema will uh, round it out. See, now end. he can talk smack to me, and I will have nothing to respond to because he is kicking some ass and taking names in the Big Ten right yeah, now. Yeah, he's, uh, he's raring From to Wisconsin. go. I bet he is, huh? Yeah. That's he's great. Raring to go. And, so of course, he's going to have big-time cool... college football coaches big on time. Set. And, I'm, you know, Brett is he's going to have two kids in the first round. Most, you know. J.J. Watt. Coach Saban will have two. And Gabe Karimi. Right. Uh, Coach Saban will have. At well, least two, tons. right? Yeah, Ingram, Darius. Uh, and Julio Jones. Yes, of course. Uh, the SEC is just going to rule the draft again. Butch Davis first, is going to have Robert round. Quinn, maybe even Marvin Austin. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Coach uh, Kelly may have Kyle Rudolph, their tight end. But it's still, I think it's an Rudy, impressive list. Another Rudy? Yeah. From Notre Dame? Okay, so that's Saturday. When does Saturday end? 
When are we Saturday end, you think? Give me, a, give me an out time. Give me an out time. What do I tell well, my wife and kids? What do I tell them? You tell them. My kids you, won't understand. They're you, too young. But what do I tell my you wife? You lie. <laughs> I, think she, I think Susie will be okay. I think she's going to find herself understand. occupied in thing. New York. Again, I don't she mean to be well. ashamed. Like, this is, uh, what time, this, what time's the tap out time for No me? matter what. Eight o'clock? Eight o'clock Eight Eastern. O'clock. The top 100 players That's go going. Airs. That's going. So whatever we do, we are on until then. Could, so Mr. Irrelevant is number 101 on that list? I mean, because uh, Mr. Relevant, and then, I mean, it cannot go eight hours, bro. It can't. Well, I mean. It, it is, it, is what it, you're saying. I'm, I, again, in your meetings, I'm, in, your, I'm in guessing, your vast millions of meetings. In my, in my sabermetric meetings when mm-hmm. we're figuring out when this draft ends, I'm mm-hmm. thinking 730 on Saturday. Okay. But remember Saturday, how fun it gets? It's like, hey, truck, oh, you yeah. got this well, video? Well, we stumped the truck. I don't know if we want to play that this year. Why? I just, I don't know. Remember, we got stumped last you year. You actually did get stumped. Yeah. But I how, miss, how I many, missed that. So what, what was so it? So how many, how much, let's give the shout out to all the people who are cutting tapes right now for us. How, oh how, my how many gosh. How many tapes of players do we have at I the I think rec? right now, I'm not kidding, we right. have 1,300 uh, 1, to 1,400 pieces of tape no, we're bringing with us. Kidding. No joke. And that's Who's been, in charge of that? Wurtz that's team? been coordinated by Chris Wirtz. Kind of has been doing that for years, yes, right? Yes, Chris Wirtz kind of set the team together. Jason Kleiman has been overseeing it. Yeah. Shouts out to Joker. Steve Menzel out in films is kind of doing his thing. Courtney Stockmall and Ted Chovanis back here. They've been killing it. So it's not that's not fourteen hundred pieces of tape all in one individual on each player though, right? I mean, some, uh, there's like three pieces of tape for right. Dabber, for instance, yes. or five pieces. But of tape I for think player wise, right. I think we have over five hundred player B roll. Wow. Which again, so how will you this, get stumped? But this is the thing; it stems from last year from getting stumped. So I said, let's just go even deeper. So we're deep. We are. We're like five hundred. We got we got D three kids and I mean, with we grainy got, grainy community access kids, video. And... We got kids, and no offense to them, but when they get picked, and I have no clue, and we've got the video. That's my my proud. Oh, moment. you love it. Oh, it's the best. Oh, it means the team really did its job. Yeah. I mean, remember, you know, my favorite moments are Mr. Roman. Do we got it? Like when we went to the suck, I'd be like, we got, the truck. It. we got it. Yes. <laughs> Stump the truck was fun. And, and fatheads, hopefully. Ooh, Marshall, where we, where oh we start gosh. putting, we start. Well, that's when we get really giddy, and yeah. then when we distort heads, and we should just do that right at eight oh three. Yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> and then that's it. And then and then it's on to the Emmy Awards Monday night, where where NFL Game Day Morning is yes. nominated for Best Studio Show. Yeah, weekend. I'm gonna wear a Vera Wang that night. I think. <laughs> what are you wearing, Charlie? I'm wearing Vera. Is that a, is it a Monique Le Houlier? Is it black tie? I don't know. I don't. I hope not. Mm. I don't oh. think so. I think it's just you know. I think it's podcast fancy. Uh, hey, hey, Del Tufo, <laughs> did you hear that? No shorts. No chance allowed. No chance allowed. I can't wait. This is going to be fun. This is going to be great. Oh, it's, it's you know. It's, you know, and even though uh, USA Today wondered in its coverage of our coverage, if we're going to talk about the lockout, which is like clearly you don't watch our network if you're wondering if we're going to talk about the lockout since we do that every day about 80 times a day. Uh, I'm, I mean, the only thing in all seriousness, talking about the lockout for the draft, the only thing that you bring it up for is, is will this kid be ready? Is he too raw to be ready if there is no training camp, right? Or And will, the fact that they're, they're going to get the chance to meet their teams, and then it's like, all right, 
See you when we see you. That's the way it goes, right? Pretty much. So they, yeah. have, the, they have the whole weekend to, to meet with the players, That's right? That's what I don't draft. know because I know certain teams are flying in their picks together so right. they can all kind of meet each other. There is that other side to it, though. They, they may not want to go to the team facility. No crazy. way. But really? I don't know. So no. we'll, we'll see how that but really? see, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. We'll see how that plays out. We'll also talk about it on day three because normally that's when general managers are on the phone calling uh, unrestricted free agents, the people who they think won't get drafted. They want to be first online for those players. That can't happen this year if there's a lockout still in effect. And um, we'll talk about that then. And other than that, it would be uh, the issue of of how the the lack of trades. I mean, maybe around late first round, early late Thursday night, we'll go, hey, mate, wait a minute. You know, there were no trades or there right. was only one trade or there was just two trades just compared the, just to last year. I think the very top year. of the, the draft will really affected if, the, if it's not figured out. But I think beyond that, you'll, it'll probably be business as usual, right. trade-wise. But other than that, I mean, what what else, how does the lockout, you know, worm its way and into our and we just wanna, reporting and let's of And let's be it. honest, like, we, we, we want to, let's, we actually have an event. We're yeah. excited. These people are getting picked. This is something. We don't really want to yeah, talk about it. It's actual movement. It's actual something that happens. It's not that we don't want to talk about it, but I mean, if if there are lack of trades or if this kid is too raw and you're I thinking, talk about it. I don't know. I, don't, I think that's up. a pretty good, that's actually a pretty decent five o'clock A block top of this. I'm just saying. I'm just, you know, no, it's, it's pre draft. Like, how does this, just real quick, guys? Oh, how does the lockout affect the draft? I remember boom, three boom, drafts boom. ago, or is it two drafts ago or three drafts ago, and we had the commissioner and D. Smith on the set together that, in an exclusive yeah. chat. We should just play that with, like, mm. you know, that was previously recorded. That's when I busted out. That's when I busted out NFL Network manager of research, Matt Pomeroy's phone. Rams right. helmet phone. And I presented to the two of them saying, if you know, this is for you guys to talk to one another if there's any ever communication breakdown. So I don't know if they're Where using the Rams. Phone? I think it's in Judge Susan Nelson's office right now or, or Judge Arthur Boylan's office. Where Breer is. Bert Breer. He's holding the phone on the corner. He's holding the phone on the corner while holding down the fort. Charlie Yook, thank you for getting out of your meeting. And, yeah, I got to go back. Getting... Do we look, <laughs> don't look shell shocked now. I mean, we've got a whole big to do. Fine, I'll probably get yelled at for doing this, and I got to go back to the meeting. <laughs> why, would, why would you get yelled at for doing this? We just spent kidding. a ton of time. No, promoting. this was good. This was good. I feel good about it. <laughs> you too. See, you worked through some things. You worked through some things. I had a numb tongue, and now it's not because of the dentist thing that I went through because I had a crack. Oh, I thought you were just biting at the entire no. meeting. <laughs> He's biting his tongue. <laughs> Might have been. Yeah. Well done, Kara Henderson. Good to see you. Good to oh, see you. I want to thank Dan Patrick for coming on and talking about the Sunday Night Football. When are we going to do the Dan Patrick like show of this podcast? Come on. I don't know. The TV version. It's a great show. People need I tell to see to Charlie Yook. Yeah, right. <laughs> Why not? It'll be fun. Hey, listen, baby steps. Baby steps. Right. But maybe that's where this podcast Recently single. Day. There you go. Oh, yeah. You never yeah, know. Great. Charlie Yook, everybody. Send, me, send me your, 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 your comments via Twitter. There you go. And I will... Yeah. Uh, uh, Dan came on, talked about the draft, talked about Sunday Night Football. We always have fun with the uh, DP. And I also want to thank uh, my legion of uh, fellow schedule releasers, Marshall Falk and Mooch Irvin and Kurt Warner. Uh, I also want to thank uh, Mike Del Tufo for coming in here in his chance and, and reminding all him. of us he is who he is. And uh, glad we had audio. Chris Law producing this podcast as always. Uh, that's it for this edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast presented by Papa John's. The Draft Week program is going to be a good one. You want to know who's on it? The Draft Week podcast is uh, uh, Thomas Dimitrov. 
Ooh. We're going to get an actual general manager talking about what the draft week is like. We get uh, uh, Nick Fairley. Good one. People wonder about his stock status. Great one. We at the last minute chat with Nick Fairley. Uh, Mike Mayock, who better to let us know what's going on in the, the draft world right before it. We'll promote his Wednesday night show, right? His mock yes. draft. His Mike Mayock mock draft, uh-huh. which I'm going to have to say on live television, I believe. Like 75 times. So he doesn't and, do one until then, right? Yes, correct. Uh, the the, the uh, um, sponsor of this podcast, Papa John's, as a contest winner. Apparently the, the best fantasy football league on planet Earth. I don't know how it's determined. The people at Papa John's determined this was uh, the best fantasy league on earth, and the commissioner of that fantasy league will be joining. Nice. Because he's going to be at the draft with the whole league. Uh, he will, and, and, and Rob Lowe. Get out. Kid you not. Rob Lowe. That's great. Big time Colts fan. That's a he's good one. He's got a book coming out. He's going to do He's going to do the podcast the week of the draft and after the draft. He's on, uh, he, he's on Vanity Fair, right. and the article right is phenomenal. phenomenal. Oh, the book is amazing. Phenomenal, because right. it's first person. It tells all about the outsiders and well, how they cast book. it. Oh, it's so good. It's a great good. book, and he's a huge and Colts fan. And he looks fan. good without his shirt off in that. He's a big-time Colts fan that. is really what I'm going to be focusing on. That's why on. I noticed it. <laughs> that's the podcast next Charlie week. Charlie Hook, recently that's, single. That's the draft week podcast. <laughs> that's good. Rob Lowe, Mike Mayock, Nick Fairley, Thomas Dimitrov, and some guy him? you've never heard of from Papa John's. You, if you want, I'll take a, a photograph, a mental photograph for you, because he'll be on the phone. I will not have him be in person. Sorry. So he could be without his shirt. Will he be taking Wayne's World questions? <laughs> good one. Who was he? He was Pony Boy, wasn't he? No, he wasn't Pony Boy. Which one was he? he no, was... he was. Uh, he was the. Uh, God. From Wayne's World? No, from uh, The Outsiders. The Outsiders. Was oh. he, he wasn't soda. That's not him, right? Soda pop. Is he soda? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Good to have you, Charlie. Good to be here. I'll see you next week in Radio City, Kara. I'll see you uh, before you go to Denver, I'm sure. This is Rich Eisen <laughs> signing off for the Rich Eisen Podcast presented by Papa John's. Stay listening, friends. 